Okay, Gemarka Simon David to everyone. Hope you're very Rosh Hashanah. As well. All of our Tvilas should be the Skavala Teva. Okay. So begin now the next Perak, Perak Hamishi, and indeed a very fundamental Perak here in Chavisavavashar be talking. And it really is going to depict the difference the differences between someone who is a Balbi Tokin and not a Balbi Tokin. So it really gives us uh, an understanding to how close and how or how far we are from the ideal that we'd like to be at in terms of be talking like we've been discussing throughout this whole safer. And sort of the up until now it's been all the foundation in terms of what it takes to be a Balbi Tokin. Now, here in Perachamishi, the Chavazovitz is going to describe in real terms the difference between someone who has been talking and doesn't have been talking. And then we'll see how much of an influence and an impact the first four Prakim had on us. And if not, maybe we need to still review it a little bit. So let's begin. Avla Hefrish, Shebein Abaytech, if one wanted to know the difference between someone who has been talking to Hashem, Vizulasoi, or somebody else, the Indian his askay besibasateref, and just in terms of putting in effort for a livelihood, and he's going to use this as the as sort of the the premise, as the platform of discussing. This means someone who has been talking does not be talking, but the truth is, it's going to expand to other areas of life as well, as we'll see right away in the beginning. So what's really the difference between someone who has been talking or doesn't have been talking? Says the Chavis HaVavis, Ki ha-beiteh ha-pelikim yibodel mizulas ha-beiteh There are seven clearly, distinctively marked differences between someone who has been talking and doesn't have been talking. And again, this is going to be a very good litmus test for us. It really puts the uh, puts our feet to the fire. Are we someone who goes in the first category or the second category? Are we someone who could say, oh, we feel this way, that's how we react, that's how we behave, that's how we feel, or we're far from those ideals? And then we'll know how much we're talking we have or not. So he says the seven differences that we can depict between the Baal Bittok and not Baal Bittok. Now here we're talking about, by the way, just simple folk, because already at the outset, he says, we're talking about the difference between someone who was his askoi besiba satarif, those who are involved in earning a livelihood. Now we've had back in Paragimel that there are certain people like Rabbi Shimon Bayechai, and his son Rabbi Lazar, who were above this category. They didn't even have to put in any effort to earn a livelihood. Right? Twelve years in a cave. Hashem provided them with a stream of water, with a tree for carob. They didn't put any effort in at all. Because, as the Chavis is there explained in Perry Gimel, the reason why Hashem wants us to be involved in this world wants us to be involved in earning a livelihood, is twofold. As we said it there, there's Bechina 
and Be'ita. One is that we should always be challenged. Are we going to keep the halachas of the Torah? Are we going to set time to learn? Are we going to daven properly, even though we're involved and busy with our livelihood? So that's Bechina. And even within the livelihood, are we going to keep to the laws of Yeredeya, Choshim, Mishpat, Ezer, which could come up all the time? That's Bechina. And the other was Be'ita, because Hashem knew for the average person, or for that matter, most people, if they wouldn't be busy with the chiyuvim, the obligations they have in terms of Torah and tefillah and chesed and work as well, then they have too much free time in their hands and they certainly would sin. So because they would be bayit, they would have too much free time, too much good, and they would be bayit. So Hashem knew, I need to keep people busy. Keep people busy with in Yani Ruchri, people keep people busy with Yani Yashmi. And with the two of them combined, Torah in Malacha, Torah in Derecheretz, then Mishkakas Ovoin, that's a very good combination. So we're not talking about those types of people like Rav Shemmechai who don't even have to be involved in that. They certainly are at a level of Bitochen that we can never imagine to be at. But we're talking about just regular, regular Yid, Napashti Yid who can be involved in his business, and involved in Yiddishkeit, and what's his level of bitach? Seven different reasons. Let's go to the first one tonight. Echad Mayam, one of them is, First of all, he only desires to have what Hashem gives him and sets up for him. Hashem Whatever you judge is proper for me, is appropriate for me, that's what I want. <coughs> Certainly, we're now a day after Rosh Hashanah, and the Gemara tells us in Be'ah, The entire amount of Parnosa that a person will earn in this coming year is decided upon on Rosh Hashanah. All of his livelihood is going to be decided and is set on Rosh Hashanah. Each Rosh Hashanah is renewed how much a person will make and earn this year. It's sealed on Yom Kippur, certainly, but it's written on Rosh Hashanah. So, a person who's a Babi Tugget says, Hashem, it's now after Rosh Hashanah. I daven my heart out for to get a good Parnosa. Parnosa Teva. But now it's done. I rely on your din. Whatever your din was, I want what you wanted to decide it for me. But more than that, more than that, the Baal Bitochen says, ah, this was a good day, this was not a good day in Parnosa. This was a good week, not a good week. A good month, not a good month. And no matter what the outcome, he thanks Hashem for the good and for the bad. First, he cites a few psukim. Like it says in Eiv, Hashem Nosen, Hashem Lokach, Hashem gives, Hashem takes. Yehishem Hashem Whether Hashem is in a sort of giving mood, whether He's giving me or whether He's taking away from me, whether He's allowing me to be successful or He's taking away the ability for success. Yehishem Hashem Hashem's name should be benched. You see, you praise Hashem no matter what. 
Kemaisha Kasev and other Pasik, Chesed or Mishpat, Ashira. Whether it's Chesed, Chazal say, Im Chesed, Ashira. The Mishpat, Ashira. Whether Hashem deals out to the person kindness or strict judgment, Ashira, I sing to Hashem. I praise Hashem no matter what. That's the Baal Bitochen. This is Dovra Melech. Dovra Melech is, is the quintessential Baal Bitochen. So he says to us, no matter what Hashem sends my way, I praised Him. Incidentally, that's why on Rosh Hashanah, we all wish each other, and we do simon, and we dip an apple in honey, and we ask Hashem it should be a Shana Toiva Umesuka. What are we asking for over here? What were we asking when we dipped the apple in the honey and we vinched on other people? You should have a shana teva umesuka. It should be a good and a sweet year. What's the sweet all about? It's really this point. Because really, everything that happens to a person is good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only gives good to the person. Sometimes it comes out in the form of chesed. I sense the kindness. Other times... It feels like Mishpat. But Davina Melech says, in either case, I know it's good. So Ashira, I sing to Hashem. So we know everything that happens to a person is only for the good. But sometimes the good is bitter, and sometimes the good is sweet. So we ask Hashem, it should be a Shona Teva U Mesuka. We should have a good year. I know it's going to be a good year. And I'm asking for a good year, because it's a praise to the king himself to ask him for it. But we also ask that it should be sweet. Because it can be a good, but it can be bitter. So we ask Hashem to be sweet. But the Baal B'Tokhan thanks Hashem both on the good and on the bad. V'yomru, and then we have a Gemara that tells us, it's a mission in the end of Brachis. A person is obligated to thank Hashem even on the bad things, just as he does on the, on the good things. And the Gemara asks already, is that so? You thank... Hashem, the same way that you thank Him for the good things, same for the bad things? Is that so? When a good thing happens, you say, When a bad thing happens, you say, So the Gemara says, you're right. It means, That no matter which side of the scale the person is being dealt out with, the toiv or the not so toiv, he has to accept it with the same simcha as he would the other side. You don't make the same bracha. You don't say, Hashem, I'm so thankful to you that you gave me this bad. No. We say, Baruch Dayan Emes. I, I say a bracha to Hashem, who's the true judge, who knows what's best right now. And even though I may not understand it, but he knows what's best. I'm not saying, that I'm expressing my gratitude for it. But to be it besimcha, it has to be the same. Now the truth is, as we mentioned, this is really something of regular people. Stam uh, Ayid has to be at this level because we're talking about people who uh, are expected to go earn a livelihood. Not like Rav Shimba not this high level. And this Mishnah over here is a Halach in Shulchan Aruch. Halach in Shulchan Aruch is not for the uh, for only the pious individuals. It's for every yid. So let's read Allah in Simon Reishkov Bezin or Achaim Siv Gimel. 
Chayiv Odom Lavorech Alaro, a person has to give a bracha to Hashem, Alaro, even on the bad things that happen. How? Bidash Shlema, with a full mind, with a nefesh chafetza, with a desirable heart. Kederech Shemavorech Besimcha Alatoiva. In other words, that the way we say that bracha of Baruch Dainemis, the way we say, Hashem, I certainly would not have chosen for this to be the outcome of my particular day or the next week looking ahead. Something happened in the Mishpacha, somebody got hurt, somebody became ill. We say, Hashem, I would never have asked for this. But now that you brought it upon me, Hashem, I accept this with the same simcha as if you just made me win the lottery. That's the difference. We don't say, Hashem, you gave me something good. We say, Hashem, you, you've dealt out with me mishpat. You've dealt out with me something that's not desirable by people. But I accept it, besimcha. Says the Shulchan Aruch. Ki haro Hashem. He simchasam. When bad befalls people are even Hashem, that is their joy, v'tevosam, and their good. Once they're mekabel for what Hashem has given them, In other words, for the Oivet Hashem, it doesn't matter how he's serving Hashem. He serves Hashem when he says, Hashem, you're giving me this, I'm going to serve you with what you give me. And if you deal out with me what seems to be wrong, I accept that too. And now that the person was able to accept what Hashem gave him, he says, that's my Avedas Hashem. I do Avedas Hashem b'simcha. So therefore, that's the simcha he liked. That's the Shulchan Aruch. The Mishtabrura, the Chofetz Chaim adds another point over here. Says the Mishtabrura, Ki be'emes kol ha'yisurin, all suffering, and it doesn't matter what level suffering, but all hardships, bein beguth, whether it's a person suffering or has a hardship physically or monetarily, it's all an atonement for a person's sins. In order he does not have to get the Yesur and the suffering in the next world. Because over there, it's an amazing thing. People say, oh, I just want a good life. I don't want any suffering. The, the Gemara already tells us, Chaviv in Yisurin, suffering is delicious. The Vilna Gain said that if a person wouldn't have Yisurin, wouldn't have suffering, he would never be able to make it to the next world. It will be all used up in the Hizchar. But the fact that he has suffers, he gets ready, is able to get away some of that pain and suffering in the next world and be able to earn his reward in El Mabba. Says the Mishtaburu, Chedisa be Medrash, the Medrash says, Yitzchak, Yitzchak, he actually asked for Yisurin, because he understood this concept, that it's far worse to have the Yisurin over there, I'd rather have it over here. Omele HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chayecha, by your life, Dover Toiv you're asking for a good thing, Yitzchak. I'm going to start it with you. As the Pesach says, when Yitzchak became old, he became blind. It was not easy to live that way. 
But Yitzchak wanted it. He desired it. Dovin HaMelech also desired it. He was Tava Yisurin. Because a person who suffers in this world, even it's no matter how difficult, no matter how painful, but any amount of suffering clears it away from the next world. So this is the Baal Bitochen. The Baal Bitochen knows that since everything comes from from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, only good, sometimes the good is in the form of good, sometimes in the form of bad, but ultimately it's for his good. And therefore he always thanks Hashem for that. He, he's he's, he's mekabal it the same way. He's, he's mevorech Hashem, meaning the Hashem Baruch Hashem, you are the source of everything. You're the source of all the good I get, and you're the source of all the bad I get. And I'm a Kabbal this bad because you're the source. I wouldn't ask for it. You have to be like a Yitzchak Avinu to actually ask for it. But we wouldn't, we're not at the level to ask for it. But yet, once we get it, we at least could be at the level of being Mechabal at Besimcha. Because we know that whatever we get comes our way, Hashem is sending it to us. And that's the way we are being over Hashem, and therefore that we do besimcha. Ibdu as Hashem besimcha, serve Hashem besimcha, no matter what is dealt with, no matter what is being dealt out with us. This is the this is the balbitochen, as opposed to the person who's not a balbitochen. That's already the second half of this paragraph. That in Mitzvah will save for tomorrow night. Agutenacht.